Now, sound off and let your voice be heard. Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Well, good Tuesday morning, Northlanders. We uh, welcome you to Sound Off here on 610 KDAL Radio. And, of course, right at the beginning of the show, we're going to tell you how to get your voice heard. And that is simply pick up the phone and dial us at 218-722-0839. That's 218-722-0839. Now, what will happen there, if you have a cell phone, one of those what they call smartphones, Mine's not too smart. It doesn't do much of anything except sit there. But anyway, <clears throat> if you dial that number, 218-722-0839, you can then either hit dial, which will take you directly into the studio. Kenny will answer the phone, and he'll get you into the rotation, get you on the air. Or if you decide you don't want to talk to us, but you'd like to have your message be known as well, then just hit that little message bar. It looks like a little cloud coming out of your head. Just click that. That will allow you to send us a text message. And Kenny will also read those on the air as we go along. So that's the way you get in here to the studio. Anyway, a couple of things. Got a great story this morning, but I'm going to hold off a little bit until we have Candy Fierro on because it is really... uh, something that I would like her to comment on because it's very important uh, with the shooting industry. But it's it's part of the book that has just come out, just been released. In fact, it's very interesting. The book is the latest book uh, from an individual who has written three or four different books that have hit the uh, Amazon bestseller. This book hit the Amazon bestseller list the same day it was released. And it's called Blood Money. And it's leaked information from federal law enforcement documents that reveal how China is secretly arming American criminals with machine guns. Now, that's got your interest peaked, right? But I'm going to wait until Candy comes on and we're going to talk about this issue. In the meantime, the other thing that's a big issue is that Thursday, President Joe Biden is finally, after almost three years of uncontrolled chaos at the southern border, is finally going to show up down at the southern border. Not at Eagle Pass. No, actually, Donald Trump is going to be at Eagle Pass on the same day that Joe Biden is going to be down at the southern border. And He's going to somehow try to blame all of these problems on those mean old Republicans. The mean old Republicans haven't finished the wall. They're letting people in. They try to change everything that the governor of uh, Texas, Abbott, tries to do to keep the illegals out. No, no, I'm sorry. I guess I'm wrong on that. That was Joe Biden that tried to change everything that... Governor Abbott does. Anyway, he's going to be down there trying to convince, I don't know who, (laughs) because I don't know who's going to believe him, but he's going to try to convince uh, the masses that that it's not his fault. It's not my fault. I I know, I know. Oh, Oh, Brad, Brad, Brad. Yeah. Did you keep that piece from yesterday? Which one was that? You know, the one the one where it had the paragraph of what the president could do 
you know, Section 212 of the uh, of the INA, uh, INA, which is the uh, Immigration and Nationalization Act. By God, I did keep it, Northlanders. And here's what it says verbatim. Remember this when you see Joe Biden down there on Thursday claiming, oh, it's all those Republicans' fault. It's all this mass immigration is their fault. Whenever the president, this is, quote, I'm putting it in a, in quotation marks, right out of Section 212. Whenever the president, that would be Joe Biden, finds that the entry of any aliens or any class of aliens into the United States would be detrimental to the interests of the United States, he may, by proclamation, and for such a period as he shall deem necessary, suspend the entry of all aliens or any class of aliens as immigrants or non non-immigrants or impose on the entry of aliens any restrictions he may deem to be appropriate. End quote. In other words, Joe Biden has had the authority all along since day one to stop this influx of they estimate six and a half million that could be more, could be quite a bit more during that period of time. So anyway, watch him Thursday when he's down there doing this slime on the border. Biden will travel to Brownsville, Texas, which is not really the epicenter of this crisis. It's really Eagle Pass. But he will meet with border agents and discuss the need for bipartisan legislation. Biden has repeatedly promised to blame the GOP for his policies since the GOP Senate caucus blocked the giveaway border bill drafted by Senator Mitch McConnell and Senator Chuck Schumer. Here's here's Biden's quote as he gets ready to go down there on Thursday. I'll be taking this issue to the country every day between now and November. Oh, good, because we'll be taking it to the people every day as well, letting them know what you could have done. The story then goes on to say that, however, Biden, 81, has tried to dodge the issue since his 2021 inauguration. He has left the management of his Cuban-born pro-migration border chief, Alejandro Mayorkas, for example. Why did they throw in the 81? Why would they share his IQ number? Oh, no, no, not his IQ, Kenny. That's his age. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, pardon me. Well, it might be his IQ, too. I don't know. but (laughs) No, but that's his age. Okay. Since 2021, Mayorkas and his deputies have deliberately admitted more than 6.2 million migrants. You know how long... Some of... Go go ahead. You know how long you've been talking about this, Brad? Oh, God. Well, here... uh, (laughs) <laughs> let me let me help you out, Brad. This goes back. Okay. Uh, let me see here. Um, uh, uh, this goes back actually three years ago, March twenty sixth, twenty twenty one. You used to be on a different radio station. I'm going to play this for you. I think you and okay. your listeners will get a kick out of this. This is a promo we made from a caller 
All right. Tackle your mornings with a hearty helping of common sense. Sound off with Brad Bennett. I'm really frustrated as to why Biden, instead of bringing immigrants in and housing them and giving them medical and giving them benefits and money and this and that, why don't we turn around and spend the money on our veterans, the people who need it, the people who actually served this country and did something for this country, not someone coming to milk us of it. Well, Kenny, I don't even know if we need to respond. Are you calling that the call of the day, Brad? I'm calling that the call of the week, maybe. (laughs) Weekdays at eight. On the well, call. there you go. We got to take that down because it's not weekdays at eight. But that's three years ago, no, Brad. That was that was just shortly after Biden's inauguration, and one of the first things he did stop all uh, any controls along the border that President Trump had put in place. Threw them all out. Of course, he also threw out all of the expansion of oil and you know any kind of fossil fuels. As well as so many other things, he just uh, he just destroyed but what, it. But how now, much damage has been done in this three years, Brad? Oh God, this Kenny. has been a daily flow of illegal immigrants. Yes. Tell tell the family of that poor girl down in Georgia, the nursing student. I think her name is Lindy or something like that. That was killed by one of Biden's release catch and release. Uh, occupants, who, by the way, it came out this morning. I don't know if you noticed this, but they had a follow-up on that case. Her head was so badly damaged that he crushed her skull. This is happening to our children, our grandchildren, because we have a leader in this country that simply cannot stop the influx, although he could anytime he wanted to. But he won't stop the influx. Now, we have on the phone with us right now our good friend Candy from Dead On Shooting Range. Candy, I know you've got some specific things you'd like to talk about this morning, but will you humor me with one issue first? Sure. Okay. This morning, a new book came out uh, called Blood Money. And it's about what China is doing to this country with fentanyl, yes, but with, with, uh, with also a simple, small little device that you can attach to your firearm uh, and make it an automatic weapon. It's called an auto-sear switch, and I'm sure you're familiar with them. Uh, the, the government... The Biden administration and a number of other people, the you know the anti-gun crowd, would like us to believe that this is something that the legal gun industry in this country has brought into play. But this book this morning shows that the Chinese government is flooding these auto sear switches, or I guess they're also known as Glock switches, that can convert handguns into machine guns. And they're shipping them into this country to get into the hands of drug gangs, uh, criminal elements. Are they trying to uh, maybe weaponize the entire uh, criminal element in this country? That's a scary thought, but, you know, I, I really wouldn't put it past them. You know, it's it's a typical case of the... The law-abiding citizens doing what they're supposed to, and you know, going about things the right way. Like for for instance, you know, when when I took over this business and I had to file 
all the correct paperwork on every single one of my auto sears that go into the full autos here and all of our NSA items, which is a long, grueling process. And then you find out that, you know, your country is just shipping boxes of them just to be handed out to the non-law-abiding citizens. It's pretty maddening. It's got to be. And when I read this this morning, I thought, holy cow. I mean, our poor law enforcement officers that are armed with what? Are they normally armed with a 9 millimeter or a service revolver of some sort? And they're going to yeah. meet up against these guys? Right, yeah. You know, it, there are certain departments that will choose to um, have a full auto weapon in their vehicles. And I'm sure they're the ones that are in the bigger cities, the ones that are dealing with these type of crimes the most. But the scary thing is they're they're infiltrating into even smaller cities now, too. Yeah, yeah, that's what they said in this story. They said most of the the shipments... Uh, have gone to large cities, you know, L.A., San Francisco, et cetera, et cetera. But they're they're finding their way into small communities as well because these gangs and felons and drug dealers are using them and bringing them around. The scary world we live in. It certainly is. Well, let's get off of that. I'll get into that story as we go along today. But you've had some... You've had some very good things uh, going on. You were down at the Women's Expo during the entire weekend, and you had some good good comments down there, didn't you? We did, yeah. It's always great going to something like a Women's Expo where, you know, you, you may not think that you're going to find a bunch of people that are into guns. You know, it's something that's still new to a lot of women out there, but boy, we, our booth was crazy busy from the time we opened till the time they closed, and we had so many women coming in asking about classes, uh, what we offer and you know what what we can do for them as far as helping them learn how to use a firearm or learn how to protect themselves, maybe not even using a firearm, but just with their own bodies. So we talked a lot about our permit to carry classes um, and then our women's personal protection classes, which I'm really excited. We finally have two more of those on the books. So we, we kind of revamped that class because it was really hard to get people to commit to a four-week class. Just everyone's schedules are always so crazy. So what we have sure. now is on March 10th and March 24th, they're both Sundays, at 1 p.m. we have just a four-hour class. So we'll get the whole thing knocked out at one time. It's going to be, it's going to be hard. It'll be grueling, but it'll, it'll be worth it, and you'll come out with some great knowledge. That sounds great. So you commit just kind of like one afternoon on a Sunday to get the whole thing done. Now, you say you've scheduled two of these. When, when are they going to be available for people to sign up to? I will be getting them online today, um, so you can go through our website. You can choose any of the permit to carry classes. You you can hit the button that says to sign up for a class, and from there it'll bring up a list of all of our available classes, not just permit to carry. Or you can always call us to sign up. Just get on the schedule, and then you can pay when you get here. Super. So you had a great time at the expo. And you're also, uh, you know, I know that you're very involved in keeping an eye on what's going on down at the legislature. It's it's probably time for people to start writing their local legislature, congressman, the governor, and, uh, and telling them, hey, start spending a little more time paying to what's coming in from other countries and less time harassing law-abiding citizens with gun laws that forbid even the buying of a regulation-style magazine for your firearm. 
absolutely. We are really working hard at convincing people when they come in here and if they bring anything up about the these new bans that they're trying to, to put on the books, we tell them, call your legislator, write to them, do what you can and get the word out, sign the petitions because they, they're trying to pass these laws that go against your constitutional rights and that's that's not okay we're american citizens for a reason that's right yeah and if they'd spend a little more time watching what's coming in from our adversaries and and you know we're going to get into the reasons for that but uh yeah they got to start doing that anyway folks dead on shooting range fantastic facility located just eight miles up highway two coming out of proctor you will find Candy and her staff there ready to help you with uh, signing up for classes, signing up for schools, uh, buying a firearm, buying reloading equipment. Uh, they've got a re- retail store up there that literally has just about anything you could use in the firearm industry, from from buying a firearm itself to uh, buying clothing and uh, protective devices and eye and ear protection, and, of course, all the classes, and then that fantastic, beautiful, temperature-controlled indoor shooting range where you can practice your skills to become very efficient at what you do. So dead-on shooting range. And you can give them a call, ask any questions about the classes, area code 218-729-9689, or simply go online, deadonshootingrange.com, and you can get a lot of the information right there. Candy, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. We're going to take our first break, folks. We'll be back shortly. Time is 11.30. There it is, Brad. There's something about a pasty song. Today. (laughs) Where are you finding these songs? Oh, I've got them. Trust me. Uh, Today is National Pasty Week. And who doesn't like a pasty? I mean, it's simple. You gotta love a pasty. Yeah, it's filled with beef, uh, sliced or diced potatoes. potatoes. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is the traditional Cornish pasty. Now, since 2011, it has had protected geographical indication status in Europe, where it originated. It's filled with beef, sliced or diced potato, turnip or rutabaga, and onion. And then Ah. seasoned with salt and pepper, and voila, the pasty. And of of course, the way I eat mine is slathered in butter and then with a little brown gravy over the top of it, just to a, keep a little, little brown gravy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. A cupful of brown gravy. You know, honestly, I don't mind it either way, with or without gravy. Now, do you like it with rutabagas? Oh, that's the only way you eat them. Come on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't mind them. I I like them with rutabagas too, yeah. but I I'll take them either way. So national boy, Pasta I used week. to. Oh, it passed God, a week, Brad. To... Not pasty day. Oh, yeah. It's, it's pasty week. Day. The whole week. Yes, every night a pasty. 
You know, I used to drive by a place in Aurora when I was up calling on places up in the range, and that's all they did. That It was a little stop. You could go in there. You could buy a bottle of pop or something, but the main thing was they had hundreds and hundreds of pasties made up, different kinds, different you know, but you could you could buy ten of them, twelve of them, twenty of them at a time, and they always had them ready to go. Oh God, they were good. That's great. You know, I remember too uh, a long lost listener, uh, Donovan, who passed away a few years ago, and Donovan uh, used to sell pasties. Uh, either the yes. church or the American Legion used to make them up there. I think it was the American Legion. He used to go in there uh, and make yeah. them up on a Sunday morning or something and then sell them. He'd, they, they'd have orders ahead of time oh, I for ordered. hundreds yeah. and hundreds. Yeah. I ordered some, and one day he came to town, and I met him out in the parking ramp here and uh, got some pasties <laughs> from him, and I think I got I think half a dozen. I don't remember, but he, his car was filled with them. He was making the rounds, <laughs> and they were so good. But they really are truly uh, a, a, a unique dish to this region, the Upper Peninsula, yes. Minnesota. Yes. Because its heritage goes back to the miners, and the miners would take pasties into the mines, and that's what they would have for uh, their, their food. Well, and you know, I had a miner tell me one time, now he didn't do this because he got this idea from his from his father, who had worked in the mines as well. But he said the reason they'd take them, they'd take the passage and have them wrapped in aluminum foil. And many times they were working in a place in the mine where they would have hot water or stuff running through pipes that were always hot. And they would take their pasties about a half an hour before lunch and place them on top of the water pipe. Ooh, get them and warm. that hot water would heat them up during the half an hour. Oh, man, I need a pasty today. All week long. It's pasty week and I'm ready. To, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night, Brad, and I know we have CBS News, uh, you missed it. We had an hour-long uh, city council meeting, and for 44 minutes, we had 17 um, citizens to be heard, and they get their three minutes to talk. Let me guess. Let me guess. Stop the war in Gaza! Uh, ceasefire was the leading uh, <laughs> uh, charge, if you will. Uh, many people spoke on a ceasefire in Gaza, and the humanitarian issue over there and the genocide and on and on. And basically Did what any were... of them talk about how that whole thing started? No. Did no, any of no, them no, talk no, about the no, uh, invasion no, by no, Hamas into no, Israel? No, no, of no, course not. No, none of them mentioned no. the number of babies that are killed every year in this country by abortions. And maybe there should be oh, something no. that we can do no, there. No, uh, didn't talk about no the either. Ukraine, no. they've lost a lot of soldiers, as has Russia. Uh, nothing to look at there, apparently. Uh, but this uh, ceasefire, and what they're basically asking the city council is to adopt a resolution asking for a ceasefire, because then that will, in fact, Brad, make them happy, and uh, who knows, and put, maybe stop the war. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I don't want to, you know... If it was just that easy to stop the I, war. I will say this. These people are extremely passionate when they get up there, so this is very meaningful to them. But oh, I, yeah. I, I just, I, I don't know if, how much this is really... I mean, seriously, how much this really accomplishes other than... Do you suppose they would be that the... passionate about not killing babies? Well, they should be, but they're not. They should, um, but there won't but, be, no. But there were other speakers, Brad, that spoke about the uh, tragic events, the two deaths that occurred uh, nearby and in a sh- short period of time between each other up on Skyline. And two of the speakers were the sister of Ken Bickle, and the daughter-in-law oh. of Ken Bickle, 
and I believe a neighbor that might have known him, but they spoke about that up there, and maybe we can talk more about that. But I was really taken aback by Council President Randorf, who asked for one minute of silence for Ken Bickle, and that occurred, and it was it was rather touching. And uh, yeah, that's and, nice. and that's what I mean. It's a citizen, you know. Why yes, not? and that's what struck me about the, uh, the 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 two issues last night is here you had really what the city council is designed for. You've got a issue in Duluth up at Skyline, and we need some solutions up there, or yes. you know we can't let this happen. And it happened uh, within ten days of each other. I think these two uh, uh, deaths. And then yeah. you've got, on the same side, you've got these people asking for a resolution for something that's happening in Palestine. Yeah. Well, come a on. Continent away. A whole uh, half a world away from us has nothing to do with us. So really. I, I got to tell you, Brad, I was really impressed by Councillor Randorf to really put the focus and the spotlight on this uh, gentleman, Ken Bickle, who died up there. And I don't think we want to lose sight of the young man that died. I don't know his name, but... There's, there were two yeah. deaths up there, so that occurred last night at the city was council. There, was there any more information about how Ken Bickle passed? I mean, what? No. All not, I know is it happened near, I'm not sure where specifically, at the top of 5th Street where it meets Skyline. That's yeah, a bad that intersection. Kind of an offshoot there. Yeah, it is. And it is. there was talk last night about reimagining skyline and closing that section up there and i thought no well, wait a second why should i be and, and i'm speaking rhetorically why should we be um uh, i don't want to say punished and have that street closed so no, that a few people can walk up there yeah. that road was designed and built by former mayor um um snively mayor snively yep and you can't close it but somebody said some things, and I think what they should do, Brad, there's no signage up there saying what the speed limit is, slow down. Right. I would go as far as to say put a stop sign on Skyline at the top of 5th Street. Now, there's a stop sign when you're coming up. I Actually, you know what? I don't know that there is. Put a stop sign there. Stop the traffic. Yeah. Put and some signage up down there. Too. Yeah. Put a speed limit. Make that speed limit up there 25. The problem I see up there is speed. And I'm up there how about, often. How about bumps? How about speed uh, bumps? Yeah. You know, look into it. people don't like them. They say, no. eh, you're going to perfect my car. But, but you don't turn off the traffic up there. I mean, that's, quite frankly, that's absurd. I mean, yeah, it's a parkway. No, it it's a driveway. It's, it's built for cars. Um, let's ban pedestrians. <laughs> well, I mean that sincerely in, in, in some way, Brad, because if you're not up there, you're not going to get hurt. And there no, are trails true, up there. But, Use yeah. the trails. But I, I'm not are suggesting trails, that. Yeah, Are there trails everywhere around there. that area? There's trails okay. everywhere. And right. th- this can't be a knee-jerk reaction uh, to th- this. Uh, and I don't want to diminish what happened to Ken and this other young man. No. But we don't, you don't close the road. You don't close it. No, you don't. You just you don't. don't do that. You're you absolutely can't. right. What we do do, though, is we take a break here to go to CBS News. KDAL time is 11.42, National Weather Service in Duluth. Uh, We've got sunshine, 41, no snow in the Twin Ports. Falling or on the ground. (laughs) Wait till tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, there is a a slight chance of snow here. I think it's going to be primarily uh, 
Well, we'll see. We'll see. But there is a chance of some snow, yeah. less than a half an inch. Uh, but all it the is snow... going to be cold tomorrow, though. It no is. It, it is, yeah. Brad. Uh, today we're going to, well, we're in the 40s right now, but things are going to change tonight. We are going to dip below zero in some spots, uh, one below yeah. away from Lake Superior maybe. But uh, tomorrow, sunny, blustery, 14 for a high Oh man! at the National Weather Service, maybe 17 in Superior. But uh, real quickly, a lot of snow is falling up and around the area of International Falls where a winter storm warning is in effect until 6 p.m. tonight. Well, and the worst part of that forecast that you just gave, Kenny, was the blustery. Because when the winds pick up and it's cold like that, it just gets right through you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it might be. You just can't get warm. Yes. And Jeff from Superior is on the phone. Jeff, for the water temperatures not being uh, reported at the uh, Army Corps of Engineers yet, but, hey, just jump in the water and tell me what you think it is. I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, huh? do that. <laughs> or dip your toe. Okay, just dip Jeff, your toe. Jeff, don't do that. Don't, don't, do, don't do that. You'll end up with pneumonia. So what's on your mind today, Jeff? Well, I am looking forward to swimming at Park Point this, uh, this summer. But I did, I did want to tag on to your uh, topic of uh, eating pasties. I'm, I want to celebrate that, uh, that uh, culinary delight. When I was in oh, college, love it. we used to take you know a road trip down to Notre Dame, and we would grab a couple pasties out of the freezer, put them on the manifold of the car engine. Yeah. And by the time we got yeah. to about Eau Claire or you know Toma or something like that, we'd have a nice warm uh, lunch. <laughs> <laughs> we'd warm it up in the car. Right on well, the- my wife's uh, my wife's father. Worked out at the steel plant out in Gary, you know, out, out in that end of town, U.S. Steel out there. And she always made his lunch. His lunch was always leftovers, and it was always in aluminum foil because he would take it and put it on the heat vents, uh, the pipes that ran through the plant. And he's, he always said, half an hour yeah. after I put it up there, I got a warm meal. Oh, delicious. And I'm a, I like the rutabagas, too, but I'll tell you, I've done some research on this. There's a place in Coleraine right outside Grand Rapids where you can okay. uh, get – there's a lady who moved from northern Michigan up there, and she said if you want the best uh, pasties in, from northern Michigan, you got to come up here. That, that town right outside Grand Rapids when you're on Highway 2 and you're – I can't remember if it's Coleraine or whatever. I think it is Coleraine, isn't it? See? I'm pretty sure it is Coleraine. Yeah. Okay. And then there's a new business started in Ashland, Wisconsin – a young lady uh, has pasties there, and there's varieties to choose from, including a breakfast pasty, and and they're open, uh, uh, you know, during the week. So there's I've done, and then there's of course you can go all the way up to uh, northern Michigan and find. I found really good pasties over by Sault Ste. Marie and and uh, up oh, by St. Ignace on your yeah. way to Mackinac Island. Before you go across the Mackinac Bridge, you can stop and have a pasty there. So for me, I'm a gravy guy. I like it with gravy. How are you? Do you like it with I am too. Gravy? Yep. I got to have it okay. smothered. Kenny was kidding because I said ladle it over. But I usually take a pretty good sized cup of gravy and pour over it because it, it just tastes better when you got the butter in there and the gravy. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Absolutely. I'll buy a can. Like if I get a uh, passy at Super One, I'll buy a can of gravy. And warm them both up, and, and I, that's a meal. Boy, I'll tell you. You're my kind of guy. <laughs> I love All you, right, man. thanks. Thank, thank you. 
That's awesome. Oh, this is going to degenerate into pasty day, Kenny. I can just tell. Yeah, well, again, it's pasty week, so you can have one every day this week. Yeah, and it's not pasties. It's no, pasties. Of course. <laughs> pasties are those things that the... No, I'm not going to go down <laughs> Anyway. Uh, so, listen, is, hey Brad, gotta, is Joe Biden yes. still eating ice cream, or is he paying attention to things on the border? You know, what, what's on his... He, Top of mind. He will eat ice cream if it's available anywhere. He'll eat it. No, he. Do you really think he? Other than Thursday, well, yes, he he has paid more attention to the border over the last couple of weeks, and you know why? Because every poll that comes out says he's taken it in the tank because of the border. His numbers are just dropping like a brick. And so he knows he's got to do something. But his idea of doing something is blame it on the Republicans. It's not my fault. Uh, Just because I told uh, Governor Abbott he couldn't have those barriers to keep people from crossing the Rio Grande, or just because I told him he couldn't use Constantina wire to keep people out of this country, or just because I told him that law they came up with uh, that made uh, illegal immigrants illegal and they could arrest them on the street, and I told him that wasn't legal, well, all of those things have nothing to do with my personal responsibility as president for this problem. Sorry, Joe, it does. Everything you have done has been your personal uh, belief in the way we should handle our border. I think you still got that clip, Kenny, from when he took over. We're a nation of immigrants. You know, the immigrants that came in through our border at Ellis Island were totally different than these immigrants coming in today. Absolutely different as night and day. Because those coming in through Ellis Island, almost every one of them already had a place to go where they had a place to sleep, food to eat, somebody to sponsor them, and a job waiting for them or a uh, an apprenticeship waiting for them. Today, nah, it's not that way. Listen, we got to do our Minnesota news break, and then I do want to get into this story a little bit because I think some of you are going to be very, very appalled by what China is attempting to do. Remember, China's doing a couple of things. They're flooding us with what? Fentanyl. Why? Well, it gets your mind thinking about anything but what's going on on the border. And then, of course, now we've got these automatic weapons. So, We will tie the two of them together when we come back right after Minnesota News. KDAL time is 11.55. And Brad, I know you want to talk about solutions. Last week's win of the week, boy, they had a doozy. Yeah, $1,900 savings on home and auto. Yeah, and that can happen any time that you call Solutions Insurance just to have them give you a quote. They represent about 60 or 70 companies. They're all lines, independent agent, and their agents, people like Heidi and Maggie and Tim and Allie and Sonia and Chris Loma, they all go to work for you. They're all going to roll up their sleeves and try to find you a company that will give you as good or better coverage than you currently have and In some cases, as Kenny said, save you a boat of money, a boatload of money. So start off by doing this. Call 218-628-1878. That's 218-628-1878. And just ask them, hey, can you give me that free insurance checkup? 
because they won't charge a dime. They'll take your information one time. They'll run it through their banks of computers. And the next thing you know, you might be looking at a big savings and might be looking at better coverage than you've got. So Solutions Insurance out in West Duluth, they're located right in the Spirit Valley Shopping Center. You've lots of free parking. You can walk right into their shop and give them your policy. They'll make a copy of it uh, to work off of. And then they'll go to work trying to find you better coverage and maybe less expensive coverage. Solutions Insurance for all of your insurance needs. Now, we've got a caller, excuse me, we've got a caller on the line. Uh, I know later in the show today, we're going to have uh, uh, a person come on to talk about the uh, upcoming caucuses tonight. But our caller, Larry, wants to uh, mention uh, some things about the caucus tonight that's going on. Uh, it, it's pretty much citywide. They're going to be meeting up at the uh, the middle school up above the railroad tracks on Wheeler Field, that brand new school. Well, it's not brand new, a couple years old now. But uh, Larry, what, uh, what, what do you have to say about the caucuses tonight? Well, you pretty much just said it. Uh, the caucus, if Republican caucus, is up right. at uh, the middle school, a new middle school that's up there at 7 o'clock tonight. And uh, that's for Senate District 8. Uh, all the precincts in Senate District 8 uh, are to meet up there. So uh, the, uh, the uh, Duluth Tribune did not have anything in their newspaper. Usually in the past they've helped to advertise, but we'd like to have all the Republican voters that, that care or are interested to come up tonight at 7 o'clock. They did have a nice uh, a, a nice editorial in the Duluth News Tribune today called Our View. It's our duty to caucus vote in Minnesota primaries. And uh, it showed a picture in the past from one of the meetings that had been held out at Denfeld High School. But uh, but, yeah, there's there's a, a pretty good, pretty good uh, deal about how the caucuses work, what happens at them. And uh, as I said, we will have a, a one of the. Um, co-chairs of the 8th District on with us uh, later in the show to talk about these. But these caucuses are very, very important. Uh, And that school is located at 3215 West 3rd Street. Uh, As as you're coming on Grand Avenue, you turn right by where A&W is, just past the A&W. There's a street that goes up. That takes you right up the hill up to the top, uh, up where Lincoln Park Middle School is. They want you to check in about 6.30, uh, simply because they're going to start the meeting right at 7. So they want you to be registered yeah, to the in back. your precinct. Drive around to the back of the school. That's where you're exactly. going to go in. Yep. Good stuff. Well, anyway, folks, we will be back uh, with much more second hour here uh, on Sound Off on a Tuesday in the Northland. Northland.